0: Hello friends, welcome back to our new episode of Your Story, Your Glory. Today, I'm not disclosing who is our guest on this podcast today. Yes, it's a surprise for you and be ready to listen the story of our not one but two special guests. Let's go welcome back to your story your glory our next episode and you must have seen in the last two to three episode i, I had a co-host Hani kanduja and today yeah she's here we're going to hear her story honey are you ready to share with us your story yeah, I am
1: a little nervous because today I'm on the other side of the table. So
0: yes, bring it on. So honey, a lot of our audience know that you are a speaker, trainer, a co-host on this podcast, uh, passionate about product and a lot of other things, but they don't know who is the person behind all this. So my question and rather a question from our audience is who you are as a person? Who am I?
1: I? I think this is the biggest question in the world. I'm a very simple girl with lots of dreams and aspirations and ambition for life. And uh, I, as I always used to tell my friend that, I'm not the only one, but I'm the pampered one. And my friends know me as a crazy person who will sometimes walk not just one, but several extra miles and they know that I'm there for them. For my family, like my mom always used to say, I'm less of a daughter, more of a son because I always and always try to support my family. I have two nephews and one niece and I love playing with them. They are no not mine, so... Uh, that's my family but yes as a person i always try to be understanding i respect everybody who's in my life for who they are and i'm very proud of my name also honey and i think this is enough
0: friends if i have to add one thing honey being the most compassionate person she has always been compassionate with friends with families and look forward to help others as she said Coming to my another question. Did you always wanted to be a speaker or a trainer?
1: Actually, if I have to tell you the truth, in my childhood, I always thought that I never want to be a teacher. Okay. So when I say a trainer or a coach or a speaker, somewhat the trainer particularly lies in that category. I'm a counselor for a gavel's club in Faridabad. And when they call me ma'am, I feel a little awkward. One of our side hustle where Deepak and I were a part of Speak to Shine. Their uh, uh, child gave me a beautiful gift which had a saying, the teaching is the best service in the world. And I was like, oh my God, I never wanted to be a teacher. So I never thought of being a speaker a trainer or any of these, actually, I never thought of it in my childhood. It is just something that happened in the journey and I embraced it and accepted it
0: because I loved it a lot. So I'm sure uh, talking about the journey, our audience would like to know a little bit about your journey of becoming a trainer or a speaker.
1: It just evolved from some accidental steps, I would say. Uh I started my journey with Infosys Limited as a software engineer, which I never wanted. I landed in that job and I was on a bench. So I was literally free throughout the day. I was roaming around the campus and I was doing everything possible. Like I was a part of Zumba. I was doing salsa. I was doing painting. I was going to the gym. I was trying my hands on swimming. So I was doing everything available in the campus because I was on bench. And one fine Wednesday morning, one of my colleagues asked me, would you like to accompany me to a Toastmaster meeting? I was like, what would I do in a Toastmaster meeting? The name itself sounds so weird. She said, "Uh, if nothing, you would have a samosa. And I was like, okay, (laughs) okay, not bad. For an evening tea and samosa, who would say no? Let's go. I'm not going into the detail, but that's how my first Toastmaster meeting happened. I became a Toastmaster and since then, I am a Toastmaster And I think I owe my speaking and my training uh, journey to Toastmasters' uh, role in my life. One of the persons saw me delivering a training session during a workshop at Toastmasters and uh, that's how I got my first break as a trainer. I, I was asked to facilitate a training session for Boston Consulting Group. And that was my first training session ever and a workshop for uh, another IT company that I was doing in Gurgaon. And that's how I got my first training assignment. I started loving it. I remember one of my mentors in Pune used to tell me, the day you start loving your own voice, when you're saying something or when you're speaking something on the stage, uh, you would change your direction. Do something which is bigger so i think that change happened for me on the stage
0: so wow. that's how From i landed here. software engineer to samosa to trainer wow i like that
1: <laughs> yeah there were a lot of other strides also that happened in the course um i had i think i have been a part of several industries and different functions yeah. But now I work with an LD organization as a product lead where I uh, work on developing or probably implementing the ideas to make learning engagement fun and impactful. And yes, I facilitate training sessions as
0: well. Super awesome. I think uh, the message coming very clearly from here if somebody invites you to a Toastmasters meeting, never say no. Go and have some of Yes. Thoughts. Never ever say no. Say no. I have always seen you talking about mentors. Can you throw some light role of mentors at different juncture of your life?
1: I think for me, it's a big yes. And um, I know it would call me for more vulnerability if I have to say that I was the kind of person and somehow I'm still that bit left in me where I seek validation, where I seek approval from people, where I uh, seek guidance from people, even when I have little surety in my head. So uh, I think that is where the support of mentoring really helps. Sometimes to reinstate the confidence in you, sometimes to uh, unveil and reveal the best in you. Sometimes you, not, not, you would not know your blind spot. Sometimes you need somebody to highlight it. And I think that's where the role of mentor happens from a tuition teacher to your best friend, or from your Toastmaster member, from your to your boss. Anybody can be your mentor if you are coachable, just like we say that you are you are ready to be mentored. You are listening to somebody's advice and you seek guidance and you implement it um, i know i'm not very uh, good if somebody gives me a lot of suggestions and i implement all of them but i try to i have had many mentors and i really appreciate the presence and i'm really grateful to their presence in my life uh, be it a toastmaster be my friend who sometimes acts like a relationship coach sometime uh, your own sister who will uh, act like a mentor to you when you are not able to decide on how to uh, have your wardrobe ready for Ah. the next season. (laughs) My mentors in the journey have really helped me um, get where I am, to who I am today, and what I am able to service to the community.
0: Yeah, as they say, when the student is ready, teacher will appear.
1: (laughs) Yes, I think I was always ready for the Yoda. and there are several
0: several yodas in my life yeah absolutely fantastic honey great to know about it now let me ask you a very different question what is your favorite productivity hack that you wanted to apply in life or you have already applied in life that you would like our listeners to apply think
1: twitch it off when you're working i mean I think that's the productivity hack that I want to apply and I want everybody to apply. This is the biggest distraction. Uh, and I know that we are, uh, this is a device that probably our life is running with and we can't live it, live without it. Be it any messenger, be it emails or be it any, any mobile application that you're using. But I think uh, one of the best productivity hacks that I have come across is the power hour. So mm-hmm. if you want to really focus on something, just get rid of any device that is that can be a distraction. It can be as simple as uh, a YouTube list on your desktop itself. You have to get um, rid of everything, which can be a distraction to me, the biggest is the mobile phone.
0: Uh, one interesting question was always in my mind for you, uh, looking at your personality, looking at your uh, caliber and capability and the time that I have worked with you, if you had an option, what other profession you would like to try? Apart from being a trainer and a product leader or a coach.
1: What is the other profession that I would want to be into? Uh, actually, if you ask me, I just want to travel and travel and travel. So if travel gets me money, bring it on I'll do it probably I'll write, I'll post videos, I'll uh, share pictures, I'll talk about culture, I'll talk about people, I'll talk to people, I'll uh, try to help them in my travel.
0: I think this is a great idea, videos and your blogs and travel can really get you money, no doubt about it. Absolutely. You've been doing a lot of uh, leadership programs with various corporates, a lot of team building programs. I have seen a lot of challenges happening in teams across the world, especially after pandemic. What are some of the key things that you feel as a trainer, as a coach, as a when you design programs, when you talk to leaders, that will really create amazing teams? When we talk about one team, one goal, is there a problem with leaders or with teams? Where exactly exactly we are heading?
1: I'll give you an example for that. Currently, I'm working with the learning and development of a software company and we are delivering training sessions for them we are basically facilitating sessions for them for customer centricity knowing their customer well uh, being more quality and process oriented and how uh, to develop expert thinking
0: okay
1: these are the three competencies that I have worked very closely in the last four months if I have to say But I think one core element that stands strong, irrespective of which role you are into and uh, which software, tool, product, or anything that you're working on. One is empathy, understanding, others' perspective, and second, communication. Super. Why I say understanding? Because I know only my part if I have ever to put myself into my colleague's shoes of what he or she might be going through or what challenges he might have, I'm not just thinking about the personal life, but about the professional, thing, professional ground. If I can understand what he's going through, what she's going through, and then I can accordingly act on it, I think I'll be a lot better. And second is, when I develop this understanding for people around me, now, that valid for all the relationships that you have. But when I know that somebody is going through a tough patch or if somebody is facing any challenge, my action will change accordingly and so would be my communication, the mm-hmm. way I speak to them, the way I connect with them. I think most of the people... and. Uh, Just to highlight, I'm not mentioning any of the oral or written communications or the way you write emails or the way you communicate on call or the way you present yourself on the meeting. No. How do you make your communication more human? How do you connect with them, understand them clearly, listen to them clearly, and then respond to them? I think that's where the connect happens. Communication is the best way for connection. These are the two elements, be it for leaders or for the people at the base. Everybody needs to develop the understanding, like for a person who's working on the ground level needs to understand what, what kind of responsibilities a manager would have. A lot would be going on in his platter as well, right? Uh, You are only dealing with your problem. He might be dealing with the problem of 70 people in his team. So can you try and understand his perspective and then accordingly communicate? So I think these are the two elements that I have observed in my training journey. And as I always say, I'm still learning. I'm yet to learn more challenges and come up with more solutions and help the community a little better. Yes, but as a learner so far, I have observed these two elements.
0: Let's come out of your profession now and let me take you to your childhood. If you could go back to 18-year-old self, what would be one piece of advice you will give to yourself?
1: Uh, first thing first, I'm really bad at numbers. So the moment you say 18 years of self, I was actually calculating in my head, okay, what was I doing when I was 18? <laughs> was I in like school? Was I like college? Was I... Like, uh, what? What else are you doing? So, okay, leave it. But one of the best advice that I will give myself, be carefree. I mean, yes, take risk. And don't fret too much. I have been kind of girl who was like, this, this, has, to, this has to be like this, this has to be like this. So I know I have been like a, a person who was seeking so much of perfection, so much of uh, prim and proper elements of life. But I think now when I look back, I think that I should have taken more risk so that the regress in this age would be less. So if you want to regret less, take more risk in your uh, young and or like childhood days. 18 is still not childhood, Deepak. It's still, yeah. I mean, like you are in your teens. There are so many emotions that you're going through when you're in your teens, be it family, be it friends, be it new relationship that you're building, be it what do you want to do as in your career or... Uh, just like I did, I created my long bucket list in probably my teens. And then you start wondering, okay, when would I get my first tattoo or when would I travel to a beach and what would I do that? So there are a lot of things in your list by when you're 18. But if I have to go back and say, like, honey, you should have taken more risks. Simple,
0: simple. Go and take risks, my friend. That's a very good advice from somebody who who is not 18 now, but she looks 18.
1: Thank you, but okay. Nah, but I, yes, it's a great 18, advice
0: yeah. from a trainer who is really empowering a lot of uh, teams across the country. She is telling us go and take risks because there is no fun in risk-less living. Yeah, yeah. definitely. One lesson your profession taught you that you would like everyone to learn at some point of life.
1: Two lessons that I've got because the, I'm into two kind of profession. When I say training... I have learned it Mm. very strongly. Practice before you preach. I think everybody in the world has an advice for you. Even your nephew has. Absolutely. Even even your younger siblings or any of you, even somebody traveling in Metro would have an advice for you. So as a trainer, I had learned and we do it at our organization that whatever learning tools we try, whatever um, activities that we develop, first we practice it on ourselves right? So practice what you preach. If you believe in something, practice yourself so that you lead by example. You don't Absolutely. lead just by words. It's your action, but speak louder. I think that's one lesson I've learned from my training. From my product uh, role, I have learned a lesson from uh, the uh, consultant that I work with in Bangalore. And I would uh, really want to give her the credit. She's uh, Radhika Sharma from Coach AI. And she has said that, honey, you have to uh, anticipate things and then plan long term. Absolutely. So in my product role, I was like, okay, this UI has to be reviewed. I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This document has to be created. I'll do it tomorrow. So if uh, this flowchart has to be done, oh, I'll do it in two hours. So I never anticipated that something can take longer. And I think this was a beautiful lesson for my life that sometimes you have to anticipate what can go wrong. Are you prepared for it? Are Mm. you strategic toward it? Mm. And I think that's how you uh, backtrack certain actions of your life and plan yourself a little better. If I know I have to be at some gathering at 9am and accordingly, I'll plan my steps before. I, I think that applies for life. That how do you anticipate things and how do you plan long term, how do you look strategically? So I think that's what my product role has uh, taught me that I need to plan my things. I need to look at different perspectives when I'm uh, giving commitments to people.
0: I have also experienced that your participants will get to know when you speak, whether you're practicing what you're preaching. And uh, as a leader, as a as a uh, project leader, you need to anticipate rather force, see things that can happen when you are completing a project. These are two great sharing that you have shared with us for our listeners. I loved listening to these.
1: Deepak, can I ask you a question? Have no. you shared your story on your own podcast? Has
0: that ever, has ever happened to you? Not yet, honey.
1: Okay, so, so okay, hold on. I know I'm stretching this uh, episode. We wanted to keep it very short. You, you just wanted my story, but now let's turn the table. Let me, hey, this ask you, <laughs> let, let me ask you your story okay. and I know all the questions will come on the fly because I'm not prepared for it, but I want to do it. Are you ready for it?
0: I'm always ready as my mentor, Craig Valentine said, don't get ready. Stay ready.
1: Stay ready. Okay. Craig Valentine, I hope you hear this. You have coined your podcast, your story, your glory. And if in just two minutes, and I'm going to put a timer because I'm very bad at timing. (laughs) The glorious part of your story so far, what would that be?
0: I think uh, if I look at glorious part of my story was that transition from being an introvert to an extrovert. I was a guy who used to sit behind table when I was 37 years old, never wanted to go and speak in front of more than one person, always used to communicate as HR head of an organization from one-to-one when they were employees joining the organization and taking interviews. But I always wanted to do something different. And when I saw a trainer delivering a training program in our office, and after he finished the training program, which was only for three hours, all 35 people stood and started clapping for him. I thought, I said, I've spent 18 years in my corporate life. I've done so many good things in my life. I've achieved so many promotions in my life, but nobody ever clapped for me. And that day I decided that I should make sure that one day I should learn to speak in front of more than two people and make sure that I get that round of applause. And when I took that decision that day, the universe helped me. People start coming to my life, organizations start coming to my life, things start happening. And today, I've been able to achieve all those things. I think that transition was, and that particular training program that I attended, I still remember the name of that trainer, Mr. P.S. Vasu. Uh, I attended that program that actually changed my thought process of moving from being introvert to extrovert.
1: Bang on! One minute, 58 seconds (laughs) will help the applaud for you, Deepak. And I'm very sure people across the globe will be applauding for you and they are applauding for you and your glorious moment would always be celebrated. I'm very sure you are already celebrating that glorious part of your life. Okay. So... I know that was a glorious moment if i ask you what has been the most difficult decision of your life that might have transformed your life that might have uh, given you a new direction but at that point in time if i ask you to go back to that very moment maybe you were broken maybe you were tears and it was very very difficult for your life what would that be
0: Uh, Nobody has ever asked me this question, but someday I wanted to answer this question. And today on this, uh, rather my podcast, Your Story, Your Glory, you are asking me this question, honey. Thank you so much. Very uh, important question for my life. There are many, actually, there are many. But one thing and which I would like to share with uh, uh, my audience and my friends and the people who are going to listen to this podcast was my move from India to America in 2019. When my family moved here, there were a lot of personal challenges. I was going through a lot of, you know, as they say, shit happens, and uh, and I had to take a decision, very hard decision, to move from India to America for my family. A lot of people discouraged me a lot of people whenever i spoke to anybody they said have you gone mad you are not in it you are not a young guy you don't have anybody in america you don't have any special skill that you can uh, take to america you will be a big failure in that country at the age of 48 but i wanted to move here just for my daughters, for my family. And I took that decision. And uh, somehow me and one of my friend, uh, my co-author Mukesh Kolothia, we have coined this term while we were uh, uh, leaders in district 41 that take a decision and then get busy in making it right. And that particular time, that particular sentence really empowered me I thought now I've taken a decision and I'll get busy in making it right. Cutting the long story short, I moved, I worked in all kinds of places, whether it's restaurants, whether small shops or driving Uber or driving Lyft. But on February 3rd, I completed three years in this country and I am happy that I have established myself as a credible person. And hopefully the transformation is in the progress. It has not happened, but now I know that I've created a platform to launch myself again at the age of 51 in this country.
1: I think that's something
0: to learn from.
1: Again, just like I said, take risk. I think you took the biggest risk of your life at Uh, what? 49, right? I think taking risk not just at 18 but 48 and always taking that risk with a belief in your heart that yes you can do it and when you take a decision making that decision right. I think that's the biggest lesson for me also right now like whatever decisions I take rather than taking rather than thinking back that oh my god why did I do this why did I take this decision I should not have done this rather than Dwelling on that, rather than wasting time on it, I should actually focus my energy on making it right. Anyhow. I have three elements to ask you. And you have to think it in three minutes. Okay. Okay. On the go. Any moment that you want to relive in your life? Relive. Maybe it was a really happy moment and you want to relive it again.
0: My um, 11th and 12th class why because i was on top of my passion because i wanted to be a in um, dramatics and a basketball player and i was participating in those two things like crazy and teachers and students were all crazy about my dramatics and uh, about my uh, basketball game and I think, uh, though I have never went to participate in movies, but uh, those dramatics that I learned during those days helped me a lot in uh, making my movement very easy on the stage today.
1: You know what these answers signify? That you should go back play a basketball game. I You, still should, try, you I, should try theater. I
0: do. Yeah. I do. I whenever I get a chance, I play basketball. Yeah, in US a lot.
1: If I have to remind your movie what would be the best and beautiful relationship that you would want to
0: go back to? I think I would like to go back to a relationship with my dad. Unfortunately, I didn't get time to build that relationship with him. He was in army, very disciplined, and we always used to fear a lot from him. And by the time I was 18, and we started a little bit talking to him, and by the time I was 23, when I got married and it was very difficult to talk to him about my marriage. And uh, and suddenly when my wife came home and he started being very open with her and I also started a little bit open with him and I thought this is the time I'm going to build this relationship. And I was loving those moments from January 1995 to Gen- March 1995 and he was there for three months when I loved those moments with him and he expired. I think if I ever get a chance To relive that relationship, I would love and go back to that relationship again. And I think when you were talking about communication, my challenge was with him was that I never communicated with him. Somewhere, some fear, some hesitation. I think uh, I never expressed to him that how much I love him. Uh, There was some fear, some hesitance. So I always tell people, when you love somebody, when you care about somebody, when go and tell them, you know, I do that. I do that always, whether it's my daughter, whether it's my friend, whether it's my mom, I will immediately go. So do it.
1: I know. And I think that's the most touching method that we can give to the audience. And I think everybody would have already heard it that don't hold on to yourself when it comes to expression. Go I know, I remember um, I attended a landmark education course and. Someone told me there that how many times or probably how frequently you hug your diet yeah. in an Indian culture it's not very often that you get to hug your diet particularly moms yes we do that the the cuddle with the mom, the hug with the mom is something that we live with. But Absolutely. for your dad, you don't hug him very often. Yeah. And I think that's the best form of expression. I do it very often now. And I think everybody should be doing it. Thank I you, Deepak, for yeah. reminding it. Yeah, do it. For uh, going back to that relationship. Uh, the, another re that I have for you as a question is, if you have to retake any part of your life, where you think that, okay, this didn't go well. If I ever get a chance, I will cut that and do a retake. What would that be?
0: I think I'll go to college.
1: <laughs> okay. That means that you never been to the college?
0: Uh, no, I, because my dad uh, was not well when I, he came back from army, retired from army. I was 18 years old. I thought I should start working and I took uh, college uh, admission, which was uh, offline, uh, not in person so i never been to college for my graduation i only went for exams and i uh, realized recently that it's so important to have that experience of college because that's an experience and uh, i should i want rather i if i get ever get a chance even at the age of 65 um, i might go to college
1: i was about to ask you what's stopping you now you I are thought... in us you have the uh you have the privilege or I would say you are privileged to go into any reputed college like people dream of uh, going to the US and doing their master's why don't you consider it right yeah, now do it.
0: Uh, the only reason is that at this point of time I have some priorities as I said I have a platform laid out and it's time to launch a yeah. rocket and uh, okay. I will do I will do thank you for reminding me this And uh, it has brought my memory that this is one thing that I want to do.
1: Yes, definitely do it. In fact, I have it in my list that maybe for six month course, maybe for uh, a short duration uh, certification, I would definitely want to go back to a college. I always wanted to. And I think when you said it, it it just popped into my head. that why not now? If you're talking about taking risk, about taking Uh, decisions and making them right then the age is just a number you will hear it
0: soon you will hear it soon looking forward to it yeah cool
1: okay Sudipas now I have certain questions coming as rapid fire elements in my head are you ready for it
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is interesting
1: I know I told you my friends always say that I'm a crazy person so these are some some crazy ideas coming in my head when you have already turned the table okay are you ready for it yes what is your most memorable meal from the past?
0: Most memorable meal? Yeah. yeah recently, I had biscuit.
1: Oh my <laughs> uh, god! With,
0: with you, honey. Oh yes. Oh,
1: and, at Bucky's.
0: At Bucky's, and that was, I think, an experience in itself. The way they were preparing yeah. it, and the way they uh, were. And you remember the... we shot a video. Yeah. The way they're enjoying that whole moment. So the idea about preparing a meal and eating a meal is not about eating or preparing a meal. It's what you do while you're preparing it and eating it. Are you enjoying it? And I think that is what I loved.
1: The way they were preparing brisket was so much of joy, so much of enthusiasm and love. And I think when I, uh, 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 when I ate that uh, brisket uh, burger, I think that was, and it it was just a bliss. I would say the best ever brisket I ever had in my oh, uh, time that oh. I spent at Houston. I think just because they were preparing it was so much joy. It was so, so honey, uh, why don't you
0: stop talking about it? I will insert a video out here to show yes. them how yes. what I'm talking about.
1: If we could sing the song, we'll definitely do it. Uh, how would it go like deeper? Uh, sauce. sauce on the brisket. Yeah. Something like that. Okay, Deepak. Any place that you have visited in the past where you would like
0: to return to? Yes, Kashmir. Why? Because when I visited Kashmir, it was an amazing feeling, honey. I visited there to conduct a training program for Vodafone. And unfortunately, I have this habit of Uh, booking tickets, going there, doing the program and coming back next day. Unfortunately, I was not able to spend much time. I was only half day extra there. I enjoyed that half day in Kashmir. And such peace, natural beauty, no pollution. I think that's really, as when they say it's heaven on earth, it is. So I would love to go back to Kashmir whenever I get a chance.
1: Deepak, the next question coming to my head
0: is, in the movie of
1: your life,
0: who would play Deepak Sharma? And if I have to look at Bollywood actors, I think the perfect person who can uh, live my seriousness and my fun is Ranbir Singh.
1: Ranbir Singh?
0: Yeah. He can play that role very well. Yeah.
1: Okay, I think that's crazy. Uh, my next rapid-fire question is best material gift that you have ever received?
0: The thing that has really impacted me in a big way is a book called 5am club.
1: Okay. So someone gifted you a book and that was the best gift that you have ever received. Cool. One craziest but secret bucket list item that's still open
0: on your list. So one thing that I, I, when you say secret, today is going to, uh, I'm going to release this secret. (laughs) Uh, I want to go uh, to Hawaii and uh, at least for one month and okay. yeah and i would just spend time on the beach there in hawaii and do all the crazy things that i can do in hawaii
1: okay i would not take you to the crazy thing that you want to go in hawaii but one month vacation in hawaii may you be blessed with it very yeah. soon so if i have to go on a little bit on a professional note i know who, what do you do and uh But still, if I have to ask you, what's the best part of your work? You may want to highlight it for the audience, what exactly you do in your professional journey right now. But what is the best part of it?
0: So when you talk about uh, my professional journey, currently I'm part of uh, this uh, big insurance company called Advanced Insurance Services Agency as Vice President Marketing and Sales. And, And that has a relation to my journey from India to U.S., When I came to US and I was interviewed in this company and the current boss asked me a very simple question, what is your one skill? I said, I can speak. He said, okay, come from tomorrow. They were looking for somebody who can make presentations, who can go and market organizations. And today I've been traveling all across the country and making connections and developing relationships with CEOs of various IT companies and helping them understand how they can protect their business with various unfortunate circumstances that is happening in the this unpredictable world with pandemic and all those things apart from that the other exciting part of my journey is my being on the stage in front of people when i go on the stage i get some crazy feeling i go it is my passion that when i go on stage and i get a chance to help people empower audience to take them on a journey where they can uh, they can learn from my story you know, because there are my story is of a common man's story everybody goes through dissimilar kind of challenges and I always like to share my challenges, my story and share with them so that they can see they are no different if I can come through these kind of challenges at the age of 48 and develop something in this country, anybody at any stage of life, if they want to do it, anything they can do it. So I'm excited that I have, God has given me this opportunity, this skill, this voice, which can help to change the world in maybe in little manner, as uh, Steve Jobs always say that uh, you have an opportunity to make dent in this universe. So I feel I have that opportunity and I would like to encash it in a big way.
1: Wow. I hope you create. You keep on creating more dents
0: yeah.
1: and inspiring people because I think uh, every answer that you're giving to my question has a message. And I would not like to waste my time of question to coin those message. I want the listener to have a strong mm-hmm. listening skill to uh, find out the message. And I think this one clearly had Okay, so I have two questions in my mind, Deepak, and maybe you would like to club the answer or maybe you would like to pick any of these. How would you like the last chapter of your biography? Or how do you think the first two lines or probably the first part of your eulogy to be read
0: by your family member or your friend? Very thought-provoking questions, honey. And if somebody is writing my biography or somebody is talking about me after I have gone from this world, I hope they should be able to reflect upon my life and look at, did I love enough in this world or did I spread enough love in this world or was I able to serve enough to the community and people or my friends or family around me? My idea is that what I always try to do is to spread more and more love and God has given us two hands and two legs to move, to serve more and more people. And if they are talking about these two things in my biography, I think my purpose of coming on this earth shall be achieved 110%.
1: Wow. So with this message of love and service to the community, somebody writing this last chapter of your life, I think that's a beautiful sum up to your story. And I I might have missed out certain questions, but I know Deepak will kill me and literally throw me out of the podcast if I take even a single minute more. We have already stretched, but I think this was amazing, Deepak, to be on your podcast and interview you. And thank Mm -hmm. you for giving me this opportunity. Uh, I I think I had good fun.
0: I want to say yeah. thank you to you, honey, for this surprise, because today the plan was <laughs> uh, to uh, li- listen to your story and you jumped into it and started talking to me. I think uh, this came as a good surprise for our audience also.
1: Wow. Thank you. So uh, I think we should re- keep on bringing such surprises for our audiences as well as our guests to listen very interesting stories from the world yeah. uh, from the, on this platform called Your Story, Your Glory. Um, uh, I think yes we'll keep on sharing stories of people not just speakers but people the real people that you meet every day yeah. whom me, we meet every day because every story is special and that's what I have realized and that's with that vision in my mind I have joined this podcast
0: with Deepak and I hope I keep bringing this fun all way Deepak you want to add something No, just thank you so much, honey. And thank you so much, all of you for listening to our podcast, Your Story, Your Glory, as honey said. Our story is special, your story is special and every story is special. And keep listening to it. And me and honey are coming uh, with a very interesting thing that is uh, Your Story, Your Glory discussion or brainstorming or whatever you call it on Clubhouse. Once in every two weeks to start with, And then we'll see how it goes. So we would like you to go and subscribe to our clubhouse. uh, Your story, your glory. We'll see you soon on that channel also. And keep listening to our podcast or keep uh, keep sharing these videos with your friends, with your colleagues. And we will keep coming back to you with some interesting stories. Bye-bye. Bye.